Hello and welcome to Career Conversations brought to you by the Monash Health Science Society. My name's Sam. And my name's Rohini. And we'll be your co-hosts for today's show. Throughout this podcast, we'll be exploring different careers and courses in health. Today we are joined by the wonderful Amy, who graduated from a Bachelor of Public Health Science at Monash University in 2018 and is now completing a Master's of Physiotherapy. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so are we. So <laughs> a little bit about you. Um, what is it that you do currently and what was your undergrad? Um, so I started my undergrad in 2016. Um, and I did the Bachelor of Public Health Science. Um, when I finished, well, actually when I was maybe like 13, I knew that I wanted to be a physio because um, I grew up doing a lot of sport and getting a lot of injuries and I was really inspired by the people that I went to see. Um, but the ATAR is and still is quite high for physio. It's like something ridiculous, like 98 or something like that. Um, so unfortunately, I didn't get that at the time, um, but I got high enough to get into Monash and I've always loved Monash and looked up to it. So, um, so yeah, I did public health, uh, really enjoyed the anatomy subjects that we did. I'm not sure how they run the course now, but back when, when I did it, we did our first year with paramedics. And so, um, yeah, we did anatomy and all those kinds of things. And I really enjoyed that. Uh, and yeah, finished in 2018 at the end. And then I found out the following year that I got into physio and I started that in August of 2019 and I'm halfway through my master's now which is pretty cool. Awesome so you mentioned that you did a lot of sports um what do you do like do you do some currently and what did you do in the past? I grew up doing dancing I started obviously all on zoom which is (laughs) not ideal dancing from home in my lounge room um but I, I still love it I did quite a lot of swimming as well and I did heaps of soccer when I was like 13 to 17 ish and I got a lot most of my injuries from was from soccer I'm not sure why but I don't think my body really enjoyed all the running and all of that so I got a lot of um, ankle injuries and things like that and that's what um, took me to the physio so yeah I'm not doing soccer anymore but dancing is mostly what I really enjoy. Oh, that's so good. So are you still currently doing that? Yeah, we're all doing it online. Um, hopefully we can go back to even just some outdoor classes like, yeah, on a, I don't know, in a car park or a basketball yeah. court or something. But yeah, all on Zoom, which is very weird when you have to move to the lounge room and rearrange the furniture so you have space. But it's better than nothing. Like I'm sure there's many sports that can't do anything at the moment. So we're pretty grateful that we can still keep going somewhat. Yeah, for sure. So just had a question about physiotherapy. Um, what exactly is the course and what does it involve? Um, so we're mainly, so we did, there's kind of three main disciplines of physiotherapy. There's musculoskeletal, which is looking at all your muscles, your tendons and bones. Um, so that would be mostly what you see if you see like a, a private practice down the road, that's mostly what they would do. Um, then there's also um, neuroscience physio which is mostly looking at the brain and the nerves and all that kind of stuff so you would be dealing with um, patients but also if they just had a stroke um, you had tumors Um, and then there's cardiorespiratory physio which is more so looking at 
um, lung conditions and heart conditions and the way that we can help them um, and that can be through exercise and things like that. Um, so that's kind of the three disciplines that we have. Um, yeah, and that's mostly physio is just about looking at health holistically and trying to, um, yeah, assess what people may have. And most of people think, like when you think of a physio, you don't see it as a preventative measure, which I found from my undergrad, a lot of the focus was on preventative measures. So that's something that I've brought when I've come into my masters a lot of the um people that come into say when I've done placements they come in already with an injury and something that I would like to take when I graduate is that preventative side which I learned from my undergrad I think is really important that's really good so you feel that having like a background in public health definitely helped you in physiotherapy I think looking at patients holistically and not just being like okay you have a hand injury I just have to treat you for that because there's there's obviously so so much we all know there's so much that can impact someone's health um but I guess this is very based in a lot of thinking about like the way that structures in your body work and that's something that I've definitely had to adapt to when I've come into this course because I guess we didn't really focus too much on specific body systems in our in the undergrad um but yeah I, I would definitely say that holistic approach and being able to look at all the determinants of health is especially when I did um, one of my placements at the Olivia Newton-John Centre, which is the cancer research centre in um, Heidelberg, I think, in the northern suburbs. And a lot of those patients I saw uh, were quite, they had quite progressive brain tumours, like towards end of life care. And some of the patients, you really had to think, how are they going to, how can we send them home safely? And like, it's not just, you know, thinking about how they can move their body. It's also how their family going to look after them. How can they afford nursing? How, like you really have to think about everything. So I really think my undergrad helped me with that. Yeah. That's so good. It's good that you were able to apply that like knowledge previously. I think it was a great like basis because I know that many people are definitely thinking of doing like physiotherapy in the future, like from their undergrad. Uh, we just wanted to know what was the process of getting into physiotherapy as your master's course? Yeah, it was the ride. Let's let's say that um, it, it's very very competitive. If anyone is thinking of doing that, it, yeah, it's be prepared. Um, so I applied every year after. So every year that I finished an undergrad, I would apply that year to to try get into physio the following year. Um, and I I tried for Monash, and it was quite competitive because they mostly look for straight out of high school students um, and then they don't take as many um, students that haven't finished their bachelor's for example or mature age just it's just the nature of the course um, so I found it quite hard to get into that way um, yeah and then and just I just applied everywhere and when I got um, thankfully I think they took out most they've taken out most of the interviews across Melbourne I'm not sure about every university but it, I'm at Swinburne at the moment and um, I didn't have to do an interview. So we just had to, um, I think we had to write a statement and answer some questions about why, why you want to do it and, you know, maybe what your values are and why it's important to you, things like that. Um, and what are your experiences? We had to give in a resume. Um, but I know that the cohort that just started, they had to do an online video and I think they had to record themselves 
maybe answering those questions instead of writing them. Um, so yeah, it was it was a long process to not so much the actual application process, but more so finally getting in. It was yeah, it's because because it's so competitive and so many people want to do it. It's yeah, it's quite challenging, and the marks are pretty high as well. So yes, yeah, that can be hard. Definitely, I think it's just such an in demand course for sure. And even like in the job sector, it's so in demand. So yeah, it must be, it sounds like it. So what would you say are like the most important skills for physiotherapy? Yeah. I definitely think communication is a huge thing. Like you can, it doesn't matter how good your clinical skills are. If you don't know how to communicate with someone, they're not going to, like I, I noticed the patients that you really put in the effort just to even get to know them and then say if you say okay we're gonna get up and exercise and they don't really want to because they like you and you've given them the time they're gonna do it for you so I think building that rapport and being able to communicate with different people you know from different backgrounds and ages and all those kinds of things it's really important um I think that's yeah making sure that you know how to communicate and yeah there's going to be a lot of conflict sometimes and you just have to know how to be able to handle that as well um and there's there's a lot of clinical skills so I think constantly revising that um all your handling and like all the actual manual um techniques that we learn is helpful to keep practicing because you can learn you can forget them pretty quickly so revising them but I guess for people that want to get into the course uh I I would say just stay motivated in whatever course you are in and just keep I because for me some of the subjects I didn't love in my undergrad and that was just my personal preference uh you know subjects aren't going to be for everyone some subjects um and I had to just keep telling myself to really stay motivated keep pushing because I knew that I needed certain marks to get in um so just making sure you have an end goal is really important to working out where you want to go I guess Cool. Thank you so much for sharing, I guess, a little bit about your journey. I think it's so easy for us to go, oh, I didn't get in straight out of high school and maybe get disheartened. But um, I know myself, I actually love hearing about people's uh, kind of wacky stories um, to get where they are now. Uh, so I'm really excited for you that you're doing, you know, what you've always wanted to do. Um, what would you say your favourite part of the course is now that you're in? Uh, honestly, there's... There's only, so my cohort's really, really small. We only have 30 people. And the fact that we have such a small, small cohort, I really love it because you you get to know everyone and the teaching staff is quite small. So they're very supportive. If you have an issue, you can come to them. Like, you know that it's not just a teacher that you see one off and then you never see them again. Like it's, it's a very like family community-based kind of thing. Um, yeah, and I really, really love that because... I think because it can be any master's course can be very confronting and very overwhelming because you're just learning so much all the time. But having that sense of community has really helped because you're just there to support one another. And I found that so helpful. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned that I guess your course is quite full on. So what does a typical, I guess, day or week look like for you while you're studying? Um, COVID and current, we're doing. Um, so say if it was like a normal uni time, we weren't on placement or anything. Um, my uni started a 
like a new way of doing placement. So normally people would have like, say five weeks of placement and they'd just go and do that. We also have that, but then we also have um, one day a week at a private practice. I'm doing private practice. Um, so I would go there on a Monday from 8.30 to 2.30. And it was instead of doing placement as a chunk, we would do it a day per week. So that was my Monday um, from 8.30 to 2.30. Um, and then we would normally have class from Tuesday to Thursday, normally 8.30 to 5 or 4. And we'll normally get like an hour break um, for lunch. So, and then we have Fridays off, which is nice. So it is like the coursework is pretty full on because um, there is just a lot to get through. And currently we have less contact hours online just because we're not doing all the um, practical things like we normally would. Um, so normally like pre-COVID we would learn say about the hip and then we would you know we might have an hour talking about the anatomy of the hip and how to assess it and then we'd go into like our um, lab and actually practice on each other or the handling and all of that kind of stuff so there was more time to do that whereas now during the week we're doing all of our um, all the knowledge base online and then we have approval to go in on a Thursday and actually practice those skills. But it's it's not quite as many hours as we used to get, which is a shame. But it's still nice. Like the, there's so many courses that aren't back at uni. So we feel pretty lucky to be able to go in and still practice. Awesome. Um, and I guess your course is obviously quite busy, as you've mentioned, with um, placements and classes. Have you worked or volunteered at all while you've been studying? Yeah, so I, I've i had a full-time, uh, not a full-time job, definitely not, couldn't do that, <laughs> part-time job, um, doing, I work in childcare, so we work in like different primary schools, running different um, sporting clinics and taking care of um, children on school holidays, things like that, um, so I've done that since 2016, um, and then I've also, I normally rep um, soccer on just like weekend on Sundays and I used to work at Wesley doing their Saturday morning sport as well but none of that's going on at the moment um yeah so that was that was mostly I had that mostly after schools for the childcare because that's kind of all I could do or on the Fridays um and I also I used to not anymore because of COVID again but um I volunteered at a cheerleading club um, so at the cheerleading school, I worked for two of their teams and the two teams that I worked for, they were supposed to go, it was in America, um, it should have taken place in April and my role basically was to do any of their taping before their trainings, um, any massage before or after their trainings and then um, because they were working towards such a high level um, competition if they had some sort of a small injury, sometimes they would just want to push through. And yeah, my role was kind of to tell the coach and tell the athlete, you know, you need to take a little bit of a rest. Otherwise this is going to get quite bad. So yeah, that was sort of some of the roles that I had there. And hopefully I can go back when things return somewhat normal. <laughs> Yeah, so you do lots of taping and massaging. Is that um, something that you started doing once you were in the physio course? Like you got this volunteering job or did you do that beforehand? Start of this year, just because 
didn't feel like I was ready to like my own injuries, but I didn't feel like I had enough knowledge to be able to go to and offer it to another group of people. So yeah, I didn't really start that until uh, about February this year. Yeah, awesome. And how do you manage your time between, I guess, your work, your study and your volunteering? Do you have any advice um, or what have you done? Yeah, it's pretty tricky and it's definitely not easy and it can be quite stressful. Um, but lucky for me, I'm an early riser. So that definitely helps because I just get up early in the morning and like on a Saturday, I don't have an issue getting up at 7 or 7.30 and starting work. Um, so that's definitely helped being able to, um, yeah, get up earlier than most people. I don't know when people normally get up, but, you know, maybe like 10 o'clock sleepers. I, I, I never do that. So that's just something that I've gotten used to. Um, I guess I find it really helpful to not so much like I block in, obviously, when I have my classes and when I have work and all those kinds of things. But the spaces that I have free on my calendar, I kind of make a mental note. And I think have a to-do list is really helpful for me, at least. Um, I feel really accomplished ticking things off. I'm sure everyone does. So, yeah, I find that really helpful. Yeah, awesome. Um, and just back to your placement. So you mentioned that you were doing one day a week um, at a private practice. Are you doing that at the moment during COVID? No. So that stopped maybe in April. So normally we, when we had coursework, we were doing one day a week because we sort of transitioned because of COVID out of the one day a week and we just went into our five weeks anyway. So it kind of almost worked out. Yeah, perfect. And um, I guess you might, you may or may not know, but how has COVID impacted um, the physiotherapy sector? Like is the place that you were doing your one day a week placement at, are they still open and things like that? Or I guess what's changed um, because of the current pandemic? I know that um, like in a hospital some of them are kind of because normally you'd have say um, a few physios working in like you'd have assigned wards um, so some might work in you know ICU all the time and others might work with the oncology patients and you have your set wards whereas uh, when at least when I was on placement I noticed that they were kind of jumping around wherever they needed more people um, and I know that I'm sure ICU physios are working quite hard with their patients um so that would probably be in terms of like the hospital they're just yeah they're struggling for numbers which I'm sure a lot of the healthcare people are in terms of um more the community and private clinics and things like that yeah it's been pretty I would say it's been pretty tough because some of them wouldn't have been able to stay open because they they weren't classified as essential um so I know that they were doing telehealth appointments and assessed um, body parts over zoom which is quite challenging because it's it's hard to assess anyone in person let alone when you can't even touch them and see how their body's moving so yeah that's that would be quite hard for them to do um but I think places have opened back up now and they've been able to I think start a few maybe group small group classes which is good but yeah definitely even when I was on placement um some I, when I was on the hospital placements some of the patients that came in I would see them and work with them for a bit and then when they didn't need to be in hospital anymore normally you would send them to say like a falls and balance clinic so they could work like in the community they could work on their um, their balance and you know improve that over time so they 
stop having falls and those things weren't open so like we would put the referral in but then the referral would just be waiting until they open so like it, it's it's a bit sad hopefully those people are doing what they can at home but some people don't have that knowledge and don't know what to do to improve their their health so I'm sure that's pretty challenging for those patients and hopefully they're getting the help that they needed. Yeah that definitely sounds challenging. Um, did you say with the telehealth appointments that they were, I'm just, just clarifying, that they are assessing people over Zoom? Is that what you were saying? Yeah yeah so I I don't know how they're doing. I haven't seen it done but yeah, they said apparently like they'd be like, okay, see how high you can like bring your arm and then try assess you over Zoom, which I don't know how they're doing because that's pretty impressive, but it'd be yeah, pretty challenging to do. Yeah, that's super incredible. I can't even imagine um, going to my physio, being like, oh, my knee's sore, and then looking at me over Zoom and saying, oh, yes, you've done this to it. Like that's just... That's amazing. I'm very impressed with that. Um, and for the falls and the balance clinics, have they been able to do any of that over Zoom or do you think it's just not been happening at the moment? I think, I mean, it would probably depend on what, what like, because they have different classes and that was just one example. So I think it would depend maybe on what the class is, like, and also maybe if they've already been enrolled in the class, maybe the um, physio can send them things for them to do rather than someone being new because you kind of need to assess where they're at before you can help them um, and then you also need to like take into consideration safety so if someone's coming into that falls and ballots clinic for example and they're having lots of falls at home you don't want them doing exercises at home to improve their balance if no one's there with them so it's yeah it's kind of like you can give them things but you need to think about the safety as well so so I guess, like you've mentioned, you're doing lots of volunteering work and all your placements. Is there anything else that you're doing to, I guess, prepare yourself to enter the workforce? Yeah, um, so the, the overall, like the Australian body, the um, APA, they have lots of free online workshops that they're doing at the moment. And some are more tailored to students and then some are for any clinicians. And most of the um, people that are already working they have to pay for most of these whereas if you're a member as a student you get them for free and because of COVID they're all running online so it's it's pretty handy to have those extra resources um, and there's just a few free online um, courses that I've found either through the uni and they've given it to us to do or um, like free certificates that you can get done so I'm just trying to gain as much info as I can in the areas of interest. So then when I get out and try to apply for jobs, I'm, I don't know, I guess hope, hoping that I have a few extra things that other people don't um, that will get me the job. I think that really helps because you're getting some exposure and some experience in the field that you want to be in. I think that's super important. Cool. Thank you for that. <laughs> all right so to reflect on your incredible journey over the years um what would you say would be your main advice for current public health and health science students overall um I'd probably say to try take 
as many opportunities as you can in your undergrad, whether that's volunteering at open days or joining a society or just trying different subjects that they offer because they, uh, at least when I did my um, undergrad, you could do electives. So if you can do any of those, try different ones that you think would, well, ideally stay within the health if you want, if that's something you're interested in, but um, that would complement your degree. And there was a, f uh, it's kind of hard with COVID, but back they had a few like summer research um, internships I don't know if that's the word but like opportunities where you could get workplace um, experience and they had a few placements that you could do within the semesters so if if that's only if that's something that you want to do it at least try it so you know that if like if you're kind of on the fence I would say try it rather than to not so then you can work it out for yourself if that's something you like because um, I did the summer research internship I don't know if that's the word um but it was that one that was the four weeks at the end of the year and you work um in the city along with the Alfred and you have like a research project and then you do that for four weeks um and I didn't really know if I liked research and I learned pretty quickly that I didn't but I still did it um anyway and it gave me good exposure I met other people I met some you know, hire people at the Alfred and Monash. So it was still good experience, even if it wasn't something that I wanted to pursue. So just, yeah, just trying whatever you can and yeah, get involved in your uni because it's, it's a lot of fun when you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what would you say was your like most like valuable sort of experience that you did during undergrad? Ooh, um. Oh, this is a hard one. Just like volunteering. Yeah, um, yeah, I really like doing the um, like the Monash Open Days. I did a lot of those, and um, like that would involve you know trying to convince people to come study health. Or I think I mostly did like the health science um, thing. So just getting that opportunity to talk to different people. Um, Overall, probably sort of not really academic, but uh, in 2018, I went with the Monash dance team and we went to Poland and we um, competed in the world um, dance and cheer competition there. So that was pretty cool because we got to travel overseas together. Um, yeah, it was really exciting just to, and we got to represent Australia as Team Monash. So that was pretty awesome um, and something that, not many people get to do so that was probably my favorite part even it's not really academic just get trying different clubs and finding what they do I know it's kind of hard in COVID but hopefully when things return yeah just putting yourself out there and trying things yeah perfect I mean it's been amazing listening to all your incredible experiences over a broad range of sectors but unfortunately that's all we have time for so I want to say a massive thank you to Amy for joining us today and sharing your experiences of your degree and career so far. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks again, Amy. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. Uh, stay tuned and join us for more career conversations next time.